This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. I hope everyone's doing great. I hope you had a fantastic weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I had disappeared for a couple days. Unplanned, unplanned, but the world just keeps throwing curveballs at me over here, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I was trying to get back to the regular seven-day-a-week schedule. And then uh, had some electrical issues over here, and I could not turn on my computers. Uh, It was basically the bottom half of this house. For some reason, the electricity wasn't working. And I mess around with everything, but I'm careful with electricity. So I had to get someone over here to take a look at this. And it was actually some old wiring had come loose in the circuit box because it was weird. It was weird. It didn't trip a circuit breaker. So I was poking around in there with the limited knowledge I have. And uh, so I got someone over and they fixed everything up. So we're back. We're going to get back to the regular schedule. It's been great, though, because I had an opportunity to uh, really work on all the the behind-the-scenes stuff and get organized for what is to come and the expansion over here and future shows. And I got to talk with the wife about the West Virginia homestead um, in detail and a business that we are going to start once we get over there. So it was worth it it was worth it It was two days on plug for the matrix basically and that's fine with me i think it was god saying hey you talk about unplugging i'm gonna unplug you let's see how you deal with it and so uh i dealt with it folks i didn't even tell you guys what was going on because i didn't know how long it was going to take but yesterday it was great we went over to the um I think it was the Baptist Calvary Church. We took Willie G. He turned uh, 14 weeks old yesterday. He's technically three months old today. So we brought him to a Chopin concert that a friend of ours, older gentleman named JP, told us about. This church does these musical concerts, um, I think, once a week or once every couple weeks during their their season. And so Chopin was uh, a Polish composer 
Um, and when I was over in Poland with Maggie in July and August of 2022, about seven, eight months ago, uh, we went to a concert at a church and there were some musicians playing Chopin and Chopin, he was, uh, born March, um, first 1810 he died october 17th 1849 all right but he was a genius and so he was writing songs when he was 18 years old 17 years old and so there's a musician here i'll just show you guys this what the heck i'll throw it in here before we get into the uh, smart technology um this musician named brian gans and he does a big concert in uh washington dc but for the last 15 years he comes and does his recital his rehearsal at this church like 10 minutes from us and you can go for free i mean you just make a little donation to the church but this guy was brilliant now we wanted to see how willie g would um would hold up in a concert and the church was packed i don't know there was maybe five or six hundred people there and the first time Willie G heard a thundering applause in the church, he looked a little freaked out. It was like uh, like thunder to his ears. But uh, he enjoyed it. He got through a few songs, and then he was hungry, so Maggie had to sneak him out the side and feed him. Then I brought him back in, and then he just was kind of whining. He wanted to, wanted to go to sleep. And, you know, it's not... Um, it's not a church where they invite kids. It's a concert. So you got to sneak Willie G out the side. And then finally we put him to sleep. We waited till the intermission and then we decided to take off. But if you have an opportunity to see this guy, Brian Gans, his website is Brian with an I, B-R-I-A-N, Gans, G-A-N-Z.net. This guy is brilliant, folks. And he was playing yesterday with a violinist. And uh, I think it's a celloist, would it be, or a cello player? I mean, it was fantastic. I'm not an expert in music. I was never musically inclined, but he's brilliant. And he looks like, um, I think there was a cartoon character in the Bugs Bunny cartoons that played piano. This is how this guy looks when he plays. He's just very animated, and the Chopin music is just beautiful. And Willie G was listening to Chopin inside Maggie's belly. I got a pair of the old, like, 1980s headphones uh rather than like a smart headphones and we would play that uh chopin on her belly so it was great it was a lot of fun and uh, we ran into jp there and so willie g went to his first concert we had him all dressed up in a suit with a bow tie really nice uh european suit maggie got from her aunt who owns a baby store in poland yes there's still independent mom and pop baby stores over in poland so it was a great time folks it was a great time and uh, again if you have a chance to check out brian gans i would do so the guy is uh frankly brilliant all right so what we're gonna do tonight ladies and gentlemen i got a bunch of things um on the radar i don't know how much we're gonna get through i want to try to wrap up some of this stuff on Coral Gables, I'm going to show you the smart technology being rolled into Florida in general. Looks like with the support of Governor Ron DeSantis, we're going to go back in time a little, uh, go over the opportunity zones that came about in the beginning of Trump's presidency, how those are tied to smart cities. Uh, the Rockefeller Foundation put up money to implant opportunity zone 
basically czars into various cities to manage the opportunity zone money coming in. I haven't gone deep down every single rabbit hole. Uh, I'm showing you an overview. I've been in communication with many of you in private chats who are thanking me very much for covering Coral Gables and all this smart uh, technology, but not in abstractions, but in reality, because people are seeing these smart poles go up uh, all over their cities, their towns, their suburbs. And this is coming, folks. I, I, I even found a program over in Europe, uh, and this is called Smart Villages, which I haven't really looked into. So you have smart cities and the 15-minute cities, the 15-minute cities being these smaller uh, districts within the smart cities now they have smart villages so over in europe villages are essentially small rural towns and there's a whole program where they're rolling out smart technology into all the villages so they're connecting up all of the uh, small rural towns to the smart grid so there's a lot of stuff to cover also i know chat uh, gbt is very big on people's radar i've been playing around with it for the last several days um i've broken in a couple times i don't know what to i don't know what to think of this i, I was talking to wide awake jim uh, as you know he's been on the show 10 times here he's been on the thomas Paine podcast on mike moore's hotwire uh, really intelligent guy. He's reading all these books on the Rockefellers right now. We're combining in all the research that I'm doing in real time, the work that Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, is doing. And it, it's difficult. Um, sometimes, you know, I believe they're intentionally collapsing the technology of yesteryear, what would fall under the third industrial era, so that they could get the people get us to beg for new technology. And this would be collapsing in the sense money being stolen, identity theft, internet going down, cell phones not working, uh, devices, computers, all this stuff just seeming like it's breaking so that they can then offer us the technology of the future of the fourth industrial era. And that would put us in the middle of this fourth industrial revolution. At the same time, we look at Coral Gables, and I showed you in episode 150, which by the the way folks this is episode 151 part one but i showed you in episode 150 that coral gables with all the high tech they have the front-facing website where the citizens actually interact with the city uh the whole way that they market this and push the narrative and push the adoption is that it's inclusive and it's sustainable and it's so great and it's streamlined and the citizens don't have to go to city hall to file taxes or zoning permits or business licenses they could do it all on the phone and then i show you the site is broken and this virtual chat the city of coral gables florida has to allow you to interact with the city with a virtual assistant doesn't even work. And so I started messing with ChatGBT when it first came out um, about, uh, I don't know, five, six, seven days ago, whatever it was. I signed up for an account with OpenAI and I started messing around with it. I was not really that impressed. Uh, there's certain things on the internet that I know exist, old articles about me. So I would ask specific questions and I know it would pick up the search engine optimization from those old sources and it doesn't do it. It doesn't do it. And then Wide Awake Jim gave me some sort of insider lingo on the oil and gas royalties business. And, um, you know, open AI chat here uh chat um gpt was missing stuff 
And and then this whole theory pops out over the last couple of days of chat GPT's alter ego, Dan. You know, it started over at Reddit, and then it says you can ask it to role play as Dan, and you're going to get different answers than from the chat GPT. And now I just saw one somebody sent me on another alter ego, Samurai. Um, I, I, I'm playing around with it. So I, I don't know tonight... Because I want to get into the history of smart cities overall. I want to show you what they're doing with the smart villages. I want to bring in what the state of Florida is doing, along with opportunity zones across the United States. Uh, and then I have a bunch of other stuff that we've got to get through um, with smart polls in general that you guys have been asking me about. So I'm trying to decide what direction to take the show. And I've come to the realization this is going to take a couple of episodes. And that's fine. But I don't know if we should start with chat GPT uh, and Dan. Or if we should go into the smart polls. Or we should jump right into uh, picking up where we left off with Coral Gables. So I don't know. Should we ask chat GPT uh, what should what we should do because I know a lot of you guys have been asking me about it and you haven't gone in and played around with it. I don't blame you a complete and total waste of time but uh, I'll show you what I'm talking about I don't know I mean is this just one giant LARP is it a live action role play is AI really not as good as they say is it as good as they say and it's going to replace people or are they trying to convince us it's going to replace people or does chat GPT really not work? Uh, I know a little bit about the technology. We can get into that. Um, I've seen real-world you know, software from developers who created it going back uh, to 2013 when I was doing some work with a tech company out of Atlanta, and I saw the beginning evolution of semantic search capability and software that was being used at City. Uh, it was also being used inside of insurance companies, as I've mentioned to you before. So I've seen it in action. And I wasn't too impressed with it uh, back 10 years ago. And it looks like this is almost a little bit more advanced version of it. But what I fear is going to happen is whether this works or not, whether it's smarter than humans or not, if they get a large percentage of humans to accept that AI is smarter than them, then any answer that chat GPT, whether acting as itself or its supposed alter ego, Dan, um, whatever answer it spits out and people just accept that AI is the definitive uh, end. It is the answer and you cannot argue. So is it going to get to the point where we live in a full-blown idiocracy where somebody types in uh, chat GPT? Uh, what color is the sky? And it says it's neon pink with neon green zigzags and neon blue polka dots. And you're staring and looking up in the sky. It's just blue with some white clouds and some chemtrails. And you just go, yes, chat GPT. We believe you because you are AI and you are the smartest. You are the smartest. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the smartest of them all? Well, of course, it's me, chat gpt so that's what um that's where i'm at with this you know i honestly don't know if this is a giant larp to fool us into believing the technology is better and more powerful than it is or are they in the process of just collapsing the technology of yesteryear to usher in the technology advancements of tomorrow i don't know I'm starting to go down that path and look at both sides of this. 
I happen to believe they have the ability to create the technology they want. They could do a, a lot of amazing things, things I don't agree with. But at the same time, the stuff they're showing us just isn't working. Look at Elon Musk. He brings out a truck, and the next thing you know, the the uh, glass shatters on it. He brings a robot out on stage. The thing falls over. We covered that here. You know, he's got his Neuralink, and they're letting uh, articles come out talking about monkeys that are being experimented on dropping dead. So sometimes you say to yourself, is it a role play? Uh, you know, are they showing us it's breaking, and then they're going to unveil some magic thing then on top of it what you got balloons and ufos floating around i'm not even going to get into that because i don't want to chase the shiny objects here Uh, i think that's a giant distraction people have been sending that to me i said look project blue beam and you know others quote-unquote conspiracy theories that have come out this has been this has been going on for years um so the united states is now supposedly shooting down unidentified flying objects well if they're unidentified, you know, why are they shooting them out of the sky? I mean, isn't that a little irresponsible? I don't, I just don't buy it, folks. I don't buy it. Um, all right. So, you know what? Let, let me decide over the commercial break uh, where we're going to start. Because, again, this is just so much information I have, and it's broken out into seven or eight different segments. And so uh, I'll figure out where we're going to start. I'll be right back. This Dust of Gold with the Dust of Gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. You know what I decided, folks? I'm going to go with the original order. Let's start here, uh, because a couple of shows ago, I I was going to get more into the smart polls, which I've covered here, but you folks are sending me pictures of these things going up all over the place. And that's how I ended up stumbling upon Coral Gables, Florida, the real-life Truman Show. So let me go back to the smart polls. We'll go through this. If we get bored, we'll sidetrack over to chat GPT. And then we'll get into uh, Florida as a smart state into the opportunity zones. I'm going to go into the whole history of smart cities. Again, I I just have so much research sitting here and I want to get all this smart stuff off my desk because we have to get into Anthony Sutton's federal reserve book. It's just right now, (laughs) there's just so much stuff on the smart technology piling up. Let's go over here to uh, fiercewireless.com. And this is an article from August 2019. Now, if you start researching history of smart polls, when did smart polls start uh, popping up in the United States? I've showed you a lot of the manufacturers already that are behind smart polls, uh, the technology behind smart polls. It becomes very confusing, and you could spend uh, 10, 15, 20 hours of your own time. Uh, digging through this stuff and a lot of it you're never going to get to the bottom of it Uh, i know a lot of you will send me pictures of those huge towers out in the middle of nowhere like the mountains of west virginia with all the satellites and the plates and the boxes and the contraptions and then you're telling me you're not getting any cell service where that is so how could it be a cell tower i've started digging into that and and unfortunately unless you can get an expert 
And I'm sure there's not one person who knows what all that stuff is. At least that person would be at a high enough level that they're not going to tell you what all that is. But a regular installer, he may go up and install one tiny box out of the hundred that you see hanging off there. And so they don't really know uh, what all that stuff is. So to try to figure it all out, it's very, very, very difficult. And I've watched some videos and a lot of people are just speculating or they claim it's a certain device. And then I go do research on it and I find out that that's not what it is. Um, So I don't want to give you false information. I'm going to give you what's uh, what's available to us. But this article is interesting. This is by Linda Hardesty. Again, August 2019. This is Verizon installs 5G in Denver in special, quote, smart poles, end quote. Now, again, this is August 2019. So this is about seven, eight months before COVID land, the high school theater production kicks off. Now, we know a lot of these things went up during COVID land, even Coral Gables, admits in some of their information uh, that they put out there that they tested a lot of the smart tech during COVID land when everyone was locked up at home, all right? And, and we knew that was the case. We knew a lot of the 5G tech was going up during COVID land, the high school theater production. Uh, so while everyone was supposed to be hiding at home for fear that uh, COVID Ebola was going to shoot blood out of your eyes, they somehow got $70,000 a year installers out there to put up 5G replicators and 5G towers and smart poles all over the country. Uh, this says right here, uh, the Boulder, Colorado-based company Comtech, that's C-O-M-P-T-E-K, Comtech Technologies, has designed standalone poles to house wireless small cell equipment that is completely hidden within the poles. The city of Denver has approved the design of these Comtech city poles, and Verizon is now deploying them in Denver for 4G and 5G small cell equipment. Remember, um, as I had said, this is about six, seven months before uh, COVID land, the high school theater production kicks off. It says, in addition to Verizon, Comtech is also working in different parts of the country with all the other major wireless carriers, either directly or through their deployment partners. For instance, Comtech is working closely with its customer, XL Energy, which has an eight-state footprint. XL is helping carriers to deploy their small cells on the utility's existing vertical infrastructure. And in some cases, XL is taking down existing light poles and replacing them with Comtech poles that combine small cell equipment along with a street light. Uh, The company has a national agreement with Verizon. Besides Denver, Comtech is working with Verizon in other cities, including Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati, Ohio, Anaheim, San Diego, and Los Angeles, California, as well as Salt Lake City. In the Denver Front Range area, the company has about 350 poles under contract, and across the United States, it's got contracts to erect about 1,000 poles by the end of 2019. So you see here, you've got Verizon, you've got Comtech, and you've got XL, X-C-E-L, all working together. And this is uh, back in 2019 again, before COVID land, the high school theater production. They had contracts for over a thousand of these polls that, that we know of. So when you're starting to see these going up, this stuff could have been contracted, you know, months, even years ago. All right. And so some of you have been telling me you've been reaching out to your mayor's office, 
town council, planning and zoning, et cetera, et cetera, you're not getting responses back. I mean, some of these people may not even know what's going on. And if we wanted to dissect this from beginning to end, we would find that a lot of this money comes through federal grants, state grants, some of this stuff, your you know, local representative may not even know, folks. If you're in a bigger city, a lot of these guys are probably getting kickbacks and payoffs to do this. In smaller cities, they might just not know about it. Uh, it goes on to say, but Denver is an especially active market for ComTech as it installs its city poles for Verizon. Jim Lockwood, CEO of ComTech, said his company caught a break in Denver in 2016 when, quote, the city council was categorically rejecting other companies' 4G poles being in front of the city council building, end quote. Verizon asked ComTech to come up with a pole design that was aesthetically pleasing enough that the city council would be willing to accept it on its own property. Quote, we developed a prototype and it went right through, end quote, said Lockwood. That's back in 2016. The city poles for Denver are designed to blend in with other municipal infrastructure such as light poles that have a vintage look. It also helps that the wireless equipment is housed inside the pole and not hanging off it. All right. So this is very similar to Coral Gables, Florida, where they were working with that Italian company to design the pole to match, you know, the vintage look of Coral Gables. And then all the technology inside was built by the German company. Goes on to say, asked if the city poles might eventually have equipment attached to them on the outside, Lockwood said, quote, never say never. They're not designed for that, but the XL pole is a provision to attach one backpack to the outside. Excel does not anticipate having to use that, end quote. So they won't commit to the fact that stuff won't be hanging off it. But for the most part, if you look at a lot of the smart pole companies, the manufacturers, the designers, all right, they have the industrial designers, which is what I went to school for, you know, the outer casing of a product. Think of the iPhone. So you have the outer casing, and then you have the uh, graphic user interface, you know, some industrial designer types work on that, and then you have everything that's inside the hardware and the software that makes it actually operate. Well, think of the poles as the same way, the outer casing of the pole is designed to uh, fit in with the environment. goes on to say the poles are designed in modular sections. There's a foundation, base cabinet, shroud, upper pole, and top antenna section. They're custom, uh, uh, custom designed to incorporate various wireless equipment configurations, cabling, power supplies, and antennas. In addition to the physical pole itself, ComTech also provides electronics and environmental controls. The poles can support single or multiple carriers. All right, now here, they just have a little diagram. I've showed you some more complex ones, so I'm not going to get into that. But if you want to just look up smart pole diagrams, you'll find there's uh, at least a dozen companies competing for business right now. So I, so the point of this, folks, is no matter what anyone tells you, this is not a conspiracy theory, all right? It's not a conspiracy theory. You have pictures of them. They're going up in your town. They're openly talking about this in trades and magazines, you know, the World Economic Forum, everywhere. It's, it's out in the open at this point. Goes on to say Lockwood said that for 5G, Ericsson's MM Wave equipment is mounted in a tri-sector format, meaning that the radios and antennas are integrated with each other, and they're mounted at the top of the pole in three panels that face in different directions. Representatives from Ericsson and Verizon could not verify the trisector format or provide any additional information about it. 
Uh, this section here, competition in the poll industry, it says Verizon last week said it had turned on 5G in Phoenix and it did not use Comtech for its small cell polls in that city. Verizon spokesperson could not confirm what poll vendor it was working with in Phoenix, but a photo of one of its polls in that city did show an antenna section at the top that seemed to point in at least two different directions. Comtech's polls are fairly unique, but in terms of competitors, Lockwood mentioned ConcealFab, a ConcealFab, a company in Colorado Springs that is also doing some 5G small cell concealment solutions. And he said the manufacturing giant Valmont Industries is also doing some innovation for small cell infrastructure. Just for the heck of it, let's click on this. Uh, okay, so here, here's a picture. Verizon hits 10 5G cities with Phoenix launch. And there's a picture here of a brown pole with two brown boxes on it. I don't know if that's what they call backpacks or not. Um, but there you go. So there's a smart pole. You would never guess. It looks like an old brown street pole. Unless you're looking for those boxes, you'd have no idea. Um, this says, uh, not in my backyard. Although it seems that the city of Denver and Comtech have made an effort to find an aesthetically pleasing solution for deploying small cells, still there are citizens who feel double-crossed. An article in the Denver publication Westward profiled a homeowner who tried to fight the installation of one of these 30-foot poles in the sidewalk easement right in front of her home. And who could blame her? Even the Denver City Council itself was reticent about having to look at a small cell pole on its own property. Lockwood said, quote, everyone's intentions are good, but there are unintentional oversights. All of the sudden, it's, quote, we approve one right in front of someone else's view of the mountains, end quote. He added that some residents have contested polls on their property to city council, and as a result, Verizon had to remove five polls last year. Well, there's the people fighting back, folks. They won. They got them out of the way. Goes on to say the Wall Street Journal recently published a story, quote, cities are saying no to 5G, citing health, aesthetic, and FCC bullying, end quote, noting that multiple cities and states are filing lawsuits to protest the FCC's rule that makes it easier for carriers to deploy their small cells. Now, I did look into some of that. And uh, again, folks, this is six months before COVID land the high school theater production. At this point, they're all moving forward. Uh, I didn't see that there is uh, much resistance at this point because everything is moving to 5G. In fact, we're already working on uh, 6G being deployed um, in the near future. All right, when I get back, let me show you a little more on these smart poles. We'll clear that off the desk, and then we'll move on to some other technology that is coming to a village near you. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 